What's up, guys? Max, you're back with a brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. And whatever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a great, fantastic, awesome day. It is great to be back with you on Monday, November 21st, 2022, Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving week. How about that? That is uh, exciting for me, and I hope it's exciting for you, and I hope you have some big plans and all that. It should be a, a beautiful holiday. So this weekend is over. We're back to the work week, which means I am back to working on production on Julian, the documentary, which is going to be uh, filming on Wednesday. So on Wednesday, there might not be a scuttlebutt show, just something to mentally prepare yourselves for. Uh, but I do want to give you an update on how the fundraising effort for the documentary is going, and it's going really well. $6,500 effectively. We've raised $6,500 towards our $15,000 goal. So we're basically halfway to our goal of the full budget for the production of the film, which is incredible. That is so great. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm so impressed and I'm so proud and I'm so thankful and grateful, especially on this holiday weekend. It is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you everyone who's contributed. Thank you to everyone who's been a part of it and all that. It's uh, it's great. You guys are all amazing, great, wonderful people. If you've contributed already, thank you. You you have done your part. If you can, click that link in the top of the description of this video on YouTube and share it. Share it with your uh, with your friends and family and whoever you think might want to see that and get them to uh, contribute as well because then we can have the most budget to create the greatest content. That's how it goes. That's how it is. Big stories for y'all today, including a few from the NFL that are uh, pretty cool, like the one where the Vikings accidentally threw up a picture of uh, somebody who's not exactly maybe the person you want to put up at a family-friendly event with kids and stuff, but I'll leave it up to you to decide when we get to it. We've got some bad stuff out of the Marine Corps. We were celebrating the Marine Corps all week last week, but we do have some tough news about the Marine Corps this week. We have some stolen valor, which is like a crowd favorite, I know. And we've got some humor along the way because, you know, I love to laugh and get my chuckles. But before we can get to that, before we can get to the good stuff, let's go over some of the, you know, not so good stuff this week. Former United States Marine arrested for murder in Tampa under a bridge. Somebody didn't pay the troll toll. And Timothy Scott McGovern decided to uh, take some drastic measures as a result. So it says here, this is your culprit. Police have arrested a suspect in connection to Sunday's fatal shooting of a man under the overpass at Northdale Mabry Highway in Hillsborough Avenue. This story gets pretty crazy. Timothy Scott McGovern, who's 29 years old, was arrested late Tuesday in Tampa on a charge of first-degree premeditated murder with a firearm. McGovern knew the man and targeted him at about 1.30 in the morning, 1.30 a.m. on Sunday. That's according to Tampa Police Chief Mary O'Connor. McGovern is a former U.S. Marine who has a history of mental health issues, I guess probably known to the department out there. O'Connor did not release the victim's name. The department generally does not release names of victims. But police said that the victim was in his late 30s, so older than the suspect here. The efficient, quickly coordinated police work across all aspects of the entire Tampa Police Department made our community safer by getting this very, very dangerous individual off the street very quickly. Good. That's great. A call in another part of the city late Saturday helped detectives crack the homicide case. About four hours before the homicide, police received a call about a man shooting a handgun into the water off Bayshore Boulevard. 
A witness said to police that a man later determined to be McGovern was riding a bicycle and approached her and one of her friends. He said, there's my target, pulled out a gun from his waistband and started firing the gun into the water. While the witness and her friends ran from the area in fear for their life, McGovern continued to fire this, his gun into the water. That's crazy. So to recap that, a girl and some friends hanging out. This guy rolls up to them, a stranger, pulls out a gun and starts shooting it. That's terrifying. That's uh, the level of violence that people are dealing with on the street out there when people are allowed to run around with weapons, with mental health issues, and nobody's going to jail and everybody's armed. Inevitable outcomes here. Police responded to the scene and found surveillance video that showed a man riding his bike north in the area shortly after the shots were fired. Detectives found 9mm casings and placed them in a database called the National Integrated Ballistics Information Network, or the NIBIN. Detectives who investigated Saturday, Sunday's fatal shooting on the Hillsborough Avenue also found 9mm shell casings at the scene and entered them into the database, and they matched. Those police forensics experts are, are badass, and they'll solve anything. You watch those murder mystery shows, they'll solve anything. There you go. You're not getting away with anything out there. Investigators developed a plan to try to locate the man seen in the video. An officer spotted McGovern on Tuesday as he rode his bike along West Hillsborough Avenue, less than a mile from the homicide scene. In an interview, McGovern identified himself as the man in the video and admitted firing the gun into the water. He also admitted to having previous encounters with the homicide victim and walking to the underpass on the night of the murder set scene. Excuse me. On the night of the murder, setting out to take the victim's life with that gun. McGovern also admitted to stabbing the same man on July 4th. Oh my God, stabbed him on Independence Day and then shot him just before Thanksgiving? That's cruel. Cruel. Detectives did not say how they knew each other. Investigators got a search warrant for McGovern's home and found the 9mm handgun used in the homicide and the other Bayshore incident. Detectives also found what O'Connor called a litany of manifestos that contained disturbing writings, but she did not elaborate. So probably a good thing that this guy is off the streets. As far as his Marine Corps career goes, he was only in from 2012 to 2014 and was dishonorably discharged over a narcotics arrest. Oh my goodness. More recently, he has been taken into protective custody multiple times under the state's Baker and Marchman Acts, which were not enough, obviously, because this person was known, he was dangerous, he was armed, and this all could have been prevented, but because there's no such thing as crime anymore in the United States, he was out. Records show McGovern was being held Wednesday without bail in the Hillsborough County Jail. It seems like every violent crime is committed by somebody who should have been off the streets, and that absolutely breaks my heart. So please, folks out there, get it together. Get serious about crime and criminals, or else uh, one day this stuff is going to impact your life. That's all I have to say about that. Let me know what you think in the comment section down below. Wow. Wow. Not a... You know, a former Marine, they say once a Marine, always Marine, a Marine. But if you get dishonorably discharged, I don't think that that's true. Maybe he considers himself a Marine, but not really. Harry Lime Pie, what's up? Saying, hey, it's Florida. After all, it is Florida after all. What are you going to do? Another story about a Marine. Another crazy story about a Marine. Whew, wait till you guys see this next picture here. If you're listening on the podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, Spotify episodes include video. So if you're watching on Spotify, you can watch this entire episode with video after it's published. Marine vets execution date set after 21 years on death row. You know, death row be taken forever. So this Marine right here, look at those crazy eyes, is going to be put to death next month. 
Mississippi has set an execution date for an inmate who has been on death row for 21 years after his appeals and all that stuff have not been successful. In a ruling on Thursday, the Mississippi Supreme Court granted a motion from the state in the case of Thomas Edwin Loden Jr., a former U.S. Marine Corps recruiter who was convicted in the 2000 essay and killing of a 16-year-old waitress. Loden is to be put to death December 14th at 1800 or as soon as possible within 24 hours of that time. After due consideration, the court finds that Loden has exhausted all state and federal remedies for the purposes of setting an execution date under Mississippi Code. Accordingly, the court finds that the state's motion to set execution date should be granted, Chief Justice Michael Randolph wrote in his uh, opinion. Crazy. Now, of course, his attorney, Loden's attorney, objected, arguing that her client has not exhausted all remedies. Loden is part of an ongoing federal lawsuit along with other death row inmates challenging the state's lethal injection protocol. A federal district judge granted an injunction to, inject, injunction to prevent the state from using compounded chemical uh, pentobarbital or uh, midazolam, but the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals reversed that ruling. So they are using that. I guess they're saying it's a it's a, a maybe inhumane or cruel or, or ineffective to use those chemicals. Loden, who's 58 years old, has been on death row since 2001. He pled guilty to capital murder, essay, and four counts of uh, assault. According to the documents, Loden kidnapped Lisa Marie Gray, who was stranded on the side of the road in northern Mississippi's Itawamba County on June 22, 2000. The documents said Loden spent four hours assaulting her in the worst ways you can imagine for suffocating and strangling her. Unbelievable. Loden joined the Marine Corps immediately after graduating high school in the same county in 82. He served in Operation Desert Storm and went to recruiter school in 98. Recruiters are, of course, supposed to have the highest standards of... Uh, you know, excellence representing the military out there, working with young people, trusted to be alone with teenagers a lot of times. And this guy does this. Not good. Loden started operating the Marines recruiting office later that year in 1998. Loden filed several appeals of his conviction, all denied. Mississippi's most recent execution was in November the same month. And so it looks like that'll probably happen. So one more psychopath off the street. But could you imagine... Let me know in the comments, you're getting recruited. You're currently signing up to be a Marine. Paperwork's going through. This guy's your recruiter, and you find out he did that. How would you feel? Let me know in the comments. Wow. Crazy. Crazy. People cannot seem to keep their their darkest, I don't know what you call them, desires, impulses, Cannot seem to keep them in. They go out and do stuff like that. Really sick. Got to be a real sociopath to do something like that, I feel like. Not good. And it spans different categories of misbehavior, too. Like, we're about to talk about another one. It uh, and, and the worst part about this next one, it seems maybe the most preventable one. Louisiana Guard fires brigade commander over inappropriate texts. Now, of course, it seems to me like if you're from Louisiana, you just shouldn't text anything because if you just say it, no one will know what you're saying. Say something like that and you should be fine with that thick, put that thick Louisiana accent on it. It's like being a code talker, an old Navajo code talker. Just talk in your accent. No one will know what you're saying. You got your own secret special language. Don't put it in text. But the Louisiana National Guard has relieved the commander of its 256 Infantry Brigade combat team and the state's historic Jackson Barracks located in East New Orleans. New Orleans. 
In response to email questions from Army Times, spokesperson for the Louisiana Guard, Lieutenant Colonel Noel Collins, confirmed the state's top general, Major General Keith Waddell, removed Colonel Scott DeSormo, it's like a French name, so very NOLA-y, from his role leading the state's historic Tiger Brigade. The move was effective immediately. DeSormo was relieved after an administrative investigation found that Colonel DeSormo sent inappropriate text messages to other service members. The spokesperson said Army Regulation 15-6 investigating officers finding substantiated violations of the Louisiana Code of Military Justice's rules against conduct unbecoming an officer and undermining good order and discipline. So probably some weird uh, inappropriate comments made to subordinates. DeSormo did not respond for a request for comment. Full-time service members in the Guard have two assignments. The colonel had commanded the infantry brigade in his part-time capacity since November 2019, according to his LinkedIn profile, and his role overseen in Jackson Barracks began in March 2022. So he had these two jobs. DeSormo presided over the IBCT's successful 2020-2021 deployment to Iraq, Syria, and other countries in CENTCOM. During the same period, a contingent from the brigade went to the U.S.-Mexico border as part of the federally controlled Guard mission to assist the Department of Homeland Security there. Uh, I don't know if that's the same as Operation Lone Star, but we know about all the issues with that mission, plentiful. Both missions saw incidents of misconduct, such as a captain's assault against a subordinate in a promotion ceremony in Jordan, which we talked about at length. The officer charged in that case, Captain Billy Joe Crosby, remember Bill Crosby, was allowed to retire and receive his pension thanks to a plea deal, which is a huge joke. Meanwhile, uh, at the border, misconduct and command climate issues among the Louisiana formations there grew so bad that one unit, a troop second squadron, was temporarily disbanded and its troops shuffled into other companies assigned to the mission. So the whole thing's in sh uh, uh, in shambles out there. So they, you know, they claim to take allegations of misconduct seriously. Do I think that they do? I do not. I do not. As we just saw what happened with old Bill Billy Crosby, right? For one example. But that's, you know, just another day, just another day, another example of the army getting uh, out of control. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. Oh, goodness gracious. Eviana, what's up? If you're going in the Marines, go find AO Nixo. Yes, very good point. Eviana, great to see you. Very quiet day in the chat. Seems to be only a couple people watching today. I assume that's because of the holidays, uh, which is great. I hope everyone's out there enjoying this holiday week traveling to go see friends and family, whatever you're doing. If you're here with me today, I really appreciate it. If you're watching at a later time, hey, I really appreciate that too, a lot. If you can, consider going to check out the Julian Indiegogo campaign, which is still ongoing um, for another couple weeks, another week, 10 days, uh, and see if you can make a contribution or share it with friends and family. That would be great. So we've got a great one coming up next. I, you know, if, if it's, if it does, if it continues to be a quiet show, we'll probably get out of here a little bit early. Cause you know, when there's not a lot of people in the chat, I even want to like talk quieter to you guys. I want to be like, yeah, it's another, another Monday, just another Monday. How's everyone doing? Don't get too crazy out there on a Monday. Don't go too wild. Eviana, great to see you too, Max. Thank you very much. Thank you. So let me tell you guys, the next one is, I can tell you this, a fan favorite topic. Stolen valor, pastor admits he embellished, but we'll get to what he did. Vietnam service in Veterans Day story. Oh man, wait till you guys hear this. Soldiers for Christ, pastor Gene Mathias admitted he embellished his service in Vietnam to the Eagle Gazette for a Veterans Day story. He apologized for being untruthful, but he said this is not a case of stolen valor, but I'm going to let you decide in the comments section. He says here, I have a lot of flight hours. 
He went to Burn Union High School out there. I needed not to embellish anything. I will accept the fact that the story was stretched, but I will not accept the title of Stolen Valor. I'm going to give it to him, though. I'm going to be handing out Stolen Valor certificates all day. Listen to this. In the November 11th Veterans Day story, Matthias said he was a combat helicopter pilot who was shot down 28 times. Shot down 28 times in Vietnam. I got to look and see if that's a record. He is now saying he lied about being a pilot. I was a crew chief, not a pilot, he said. Someone suggested it and I went along with it, but I was only a crew chief. Now, to, uh, now honestly, just lying that way discredits most everything else that you have to say. Because if you were legit, why would you feel the need to go along with the pilot story? It doesn't make any sense. Matthias also said he borrowed part of a friend's story to claim as his own regarding his military service. I mean, if that's not stolen valor, I don't know what is. He said he was shot down and was injured during the war, though Matthias also said a helicopter he was on did get hit with an arrow and the pilot landed the aircraft as it was leaking fuel, which he called being shot down. His helicopter was hit with an arrow and they landed to check it out. Shot down, he says. Matthias said there were only two aircraft that his crew had to leave in the battlefield that could not fly. So again, maybe I stretched the truth, but we were out of the battle, he said. That was shot down. Matthias said he had to set the record straight because he's a minister, and he says, My Lord tells me that a liar will never get to heaven, so it must be gotten straight, he said. But what do you guys think, stolen valor or not? I'm going to go ahead with stolen valor because something tells me this guy was not shot down 28 times, and if he was, he probably would go with that story as a crew chief rather than having to claim to be a pilot. You let me know what you think in the comments section down below. Happy Veterans Day out there for this month. Happy Thanksgiving and everything else. And uh, and don't do Stolen Valor. <laughs> oh, man, don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't do Stolen Valor. That's It's that easy. It's that easy. Ah, quiet day. Iron Lotus, what is up? Great to see you. Great to see you. Um, we'll, we'll make it a short day. How about that, guys? We'll make it a short day and we'll get out of here right quick and in a hurry. And some of these stories that I have, I'll save for uh, next time. What do you guys think about that? I'll, I'm going to jump ahead a couple stories, actually, so we can get you guys out and on your way a little bit early, because I do have some good ones, and I want to I want to just you know get the to the to the meat of this episode. Yes, yes, yes. Harry Lime Pie. And while I was there, they called me Joker. Oh, good Full Metal Jacket reference. You know who else is uh you know going to the big show, so to speak? Who's going to earn a little nickname? Local girl with NFL dreams comment section dreams set to play on massachusetts team at u.s army bowl so a local girl who wants to play in the nfl when she grows up is going to play in a, in uh the massachusetts play for the massachusetts team at the united states army bowl and there's a video all about it right here let's watch it thanks don in a matter of weeks the sixth grade massachusetts all-star football team will head to texas to compete in the u.s army bowl Lining up at quarterback is a girl named Ariella Robinson, who in her first year of playing tackle football was the only girl to earn a roster spot. Western Mass News reporter Glenn Kittle brings us the story. I feel like amazed and happy that a lot of people are supporting me 
because I'm a girl, you know. Uh, girls are not really in football. Ariella Robinson, in her first year of playing football, has stood out amongst the rest. This young woman will soon head down to Frisco, Texas, to play quarterback versus some of the best in her grade in the U.S. Army Bowl. Hailing from Worcester, Robinson is a product of the backyard gridiron, with three older brothers molding her into a football fanatic. Ariella's mom, Stephanie, tells Western Mass News that time spent in the backyard helped prepare Ari for the next step. Our brothers are like a few years older than her, so you know, bigger, stronger. They made her bigger and better. It seems that time in the backyard paid off. Her coaches tell us she's one of the hardest hitters on the team and has one of the best arms in youth football. Never seen her miss a pass. Usually when they, she misses a pass is because this person can't catch the dot that she throws to her in safety before I can. <laughs> Doorknob. I'm pretty sure the guy just said safety because he farted. That's the vibe that I'm getting. Throws to her in safety. And <laughs> safety. You know what? Doorknob. I, I wish I... When was the last time somebody called doorknob on you? Let's bring that back. Before I came over here, I just said, hey, can you coverage, coverage the field? She's like, yep. So she clearly knows how to play the game. Robinson's coaches believe that she will be one of the very few, if not the only girl playing in the sixth grade U.S. Army Bowl. However, as much as Robinson is breaking barriers in football, she says she only has two things in mind heading into the tournament. Getting touchdowns and winning games. Reporting in Westfield, Glenn Kittle, Western Mass News. Ariella and her family have set up a GoFundMe to help pay for her travel expenses. If you would like to donate to help send her to Texas, we'll have a link over at westernmassnews.com. So that GoFundMe that they were talking about is up here. It looks like they've raised a little over $3,000 already to get her over to that game. So they are going to be going to that game. So good for them. Good for her. It says her brothers, you know, toughened her Frisco up by being Texas. bigger and uh, bigger and older than her. They, they trained her up. <laughs> and that guy's like, yeah, and I love football and safety. And uh, yeah, she's pretty good too. That poor guy. One one time on the news and he lets out a safety. Let's safety rip. <laughs> I know what he meant. You know what he meant. But let's dream that that's what he meant, is that he farted. That's pretty funny. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section down below. And my only advice out there to you is stay away from army recruiters who will try to turn you into a propaganda piece or something like that. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. Oh, my goodness gracious. Be careful out there when you go to those Army events. They're going to try to recruit you and turn you into the next Emma. And we don't need another Emma. I watched the Vanessa Guillen documentary. I'm going to probably do some kind of full review on that. But I watched it. I didn't like it. I'm going to be honest. I watched it, and I did not think that it was very good. And I'm sad. I'm super sad to say that. Like, that's a huge bummer. I did, I did not think it was very good. There were no big revelations in it. Um I think that the the army is probably breathing a sigh of relief on that one. And that's a huge bummer. We'll see though. We'll see. A lot of, it was trending. A lot of people saw it. We'll see what happens. Folks, speaking of football. Speaking of football. Vikings tricked into thanking adult film star for his service. On the Jumbotron, yes, if you saw this over the weekend, it was not a practical joke. This really happened. Kyle got the Vikings out there to say this tweet up under Big Jumbotron. Vikings, this is my cousin Joel who served in the Army. He has always been an inspiration and someone I look up to for his heroism. He is also a huge Vikes fan. 
And of course, that is adult film star Johnny Sins. As if getting bludgeoned 40 to 3 at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys wasn't embarrassing enough, one unfortunate stadium Jumbotron operator took the Minnesota Vikings humiliation a step further by falling for a faux salute to service photo featuring an adult film star. Now, here's the question for the comment section Do you think that Jumbotron operator really got fooled, or is that exactly what he meant to do? You guys, let me know in the comment section. Stephen Wolf, better known by his stage name Johnny Sins, has portrayed things such as a service member, but also a plumber, a police officer, a fire. You name it, this guy's done it in that industry. He's wearing outdated camouflage with no name tape. <laughs> the resulting imagery has been deployed in the years since to trick popular personalities and thank you for your service gaps, which is pretty funny. The U.S. Bank Stadium Jumbotron operator is the latest to fall victim, sharing one Twitter user's erroneous well wishes on the stadium. That's pretty funny. And if you need to see a more evidence... If you were in the stadium that day when it happened, here's a better view of what that looked like. But from looking at the stadium, you were not there is what it appears. It seems like no one was there at the stadium for that game. This is uh, becoming a trend of people trying to get this uh, get this stuff up on screens like that, replacing um, real people with, uh, you know, maybe less reputable ones. Some of the other examples of professions that Johnny Sins has been is a pizza delivery guy, cable guy, plumber, police officer, fireman, and on and on. I guess you could call him, as one user wrote, a jack of all trades. So that's pretty hysterical. Shout out to the Vikings for that. And let me know what you guys think about that in the comments section down below. That's pretty good. That one is pretty good. I do like that a lot. Very, very funny. Good for the Vikings. They, uh... They did it. They fell. They fell victim. They took the bait. They posted it. It's done. It's over. We'll see if they have any comment, follow-up comment. What do you do after that, though? I guess you just got to go with it. I guess you got to own it and be like, hey, you might not know the name, but you know his work. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to wrap it up, folks, with something really good. I've got something really fun for you, and we're going to get out of here in a 30-minute show today, which is okay. That's fine. Um. It really needs no introduction. Top Gun reimagined, but with a cat. Have you guys seen this? We're about to watch it. This is amazing. Somebody took this, uh, this YouTube channel, Owl Kitty, took Top Gun Maverick and replaced a lot of the scenes with this epic cat. We're about to watch this and, uh, and we're going to have experience some joy together. Let's go. Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach us? You two characters <laughs> are going to Top Gun. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. <laughs> Just want to manage expectations. <laughs> great oh that was well done well done owl kitty taking on top gun let me know what you guys think about that in the comment section down below 
And can we get a real version of that? Can we get the, the movie studios to just make that movie, Top Gun 3? Hear the engines purr, something like that? Let me know in the comment section down below. Oh, man, that was great. I just saw that for the first time with you guys. Harry Lyon Pie asks, are you going to see Devotion tomorrow? I'm going to go see Devotion at the very first opportunity I can. The first showtime that's available, I'm going to go see it. Eviana says, there's one with Titanic too. I'll have to go watch that. I know you're uh, not Titanic too, but Titanic also. If, you know, people might be wondering when they hear me talk like that. Hilarious and amazing, Iron Lotus says. Thank you, Iron Lotus. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We're going to wrap it up there. Uh, we're just going to make it a short show. Uh, very, you know, small but precious audience today. People will be listening to this on the podcast. And you're always free to join us, podcast listeners, on the live. 1,500 Pacific, 1,800 on the East Coast. Let me know if you want to come check it out or what you want to see more or less of. I appreciate all the feedback. I love when people reach out to me on email and stuff. All my socials, the Scuttlebutt Show, uh, email the Scuttlebutt Show, gmail.com. And really quick, one more time. What you just said. Oh, my bad. One more, one more time. The Julian fundraising is currently at $6,500 thanks to some offline uh, donations. And we are going to make an epic documentary. And you could still use your help, though. If you guys want to take this link in the description of this video and share it on your social medias, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Thank you guys very much if you do do so. If you think that it's worthy, I, I would appreciate it. And that's going to wrap it up for today. For real, not for fake. Like I just accidentally triggered the finale and it's not even finale time. I appreciate you guys so much for being here with me today. I really do. And I always do. We'll make it short and sweet and I'll be back hopefully tomorrow. But Wednesday, probably not. Out filming with Julian. Tomorrow, we'll be back with a brand new episode of Scuttlebutt Show. Until then, folks, I look forward to talking to you. For now, that's the Scuttlebutt.